21st of April, 2020, we continuing with the broadcasts uh, with the series entitled Going Forward From Now. And we are on the second day of that series. Uh, we're reading continuously again from Romans 1, a different space, but in the context, the same context that we read also yesterday. Now, verse 20, Romans 1 says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because in that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And then verse 28 goes on to say, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased or retrobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And we want to turn over in our reading. Uh, we want to go further to Daniel chapter 6, verse 28 which proclaims to say, so this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and during the reign of Cyrus, the king of Persia. Uh, this Daniel uh, prospered during the reign of these two kings, but not only that, although uh, it's it's being written with specific reference to uh, to Daniel's functioning in the kingdom that was under the kings Darius and Cyrus, but we know that Daniel first functioned in the Gentile kingdoms there during the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar and then also subsequently in the kingdom that was under Belshazzar, who was the son and successor to Nebuchadnezzar. So he then lived over and also functioned during the time he was called into uh, to government during also the time of Darius and also during the time of Cyrus, uh, the, the Persian. Now, one of the things that we were dealing with yesterday and that we are also continuing to expand on today is to explore the realities, uh, the realities of God and his finger in the affairs of 
people and the affairs, affairs of nations today. There is a, there is a mistake. Um, some of it was theological, some of it was historical, but also some, it, some of it was uh, philosophical. A mistake that happened over the, the past uh, uh, centuries, uh, I can say really two centuries, because gradually and gradually there has been a, a tendency by mankind uh, to, to do warfare against God, to, to wriggle ourselves out of God's vicinity, out of God's reach and out of God's, uh, um, you know, contact and communication. Somewhat, uh, our sense of uh, quest for independence uh, and uh, self-rule, we sometimes have a tendency to go overboard with it. And then we we end up even wanting to be also independent from God. Uh, so it then takes uh, occasions, special occasions, like like now when God has got some express programs uh, in His sovereign timelines, some of His express programs that have to be executed and implemented on the earth. And that at a time when men have completely cut off uh, ties with God, and so God has to do something that is beyond our systems, something that uh, our systems cannot control, cannot curtail, and then that then, um, you know, the, the, the same thing that we are we, we are going through right now where governments all over the world, whether they are democratic governments, whether they are dictators, whether they are, you know, simple Republican kind of, uh, you know, states um, or they are monarchies. Every government at the moment they are really, uh, you know, ruling by some form of decree uh, under some form of state of emergency or, you know, emergency uh, arrangements. So emergency arrangements allow then governments to suspend a lot of laws, including freedoms and uh, bills of rights, including things like the right to uh, free movement, the right to assembly, uh, the sometimes even freedoms of choice, and uh, even freedoms of conscience. That is why even uh, religious gatherings, not just uh, church gatherings, but uh, all forms of uh, public religious gatherings, in many places, those things are currently not operational. So governments are doing so because they are dealing with uh, the, the, the coronavirus emergency, which requires to override personal uh, freedoms and preferences. And they are doing so in the name of saying, we want to save lives. Uh, and indeed, 
uh, you know, above all, uh, that is really the, the, the purpose and the, the basis and justification of uh, the lockdowns. That is why the lockdowns themselves, they are enforced militarily. So basically every, uh, most of the countries on earth right now, because of the World Health Organization adopted and recommended lockdowns, shutdowns, and so forth, their mere concept requires enforcement through uh, decrees and through uh, emergency uh, legislative and statutory instruments. And uh, it also requires enforcement through um, law uh, and order as well as security and even defense uh, uh, structures. So troops and uh, troopers are out there in the streets and uh, um, across the countries and borders, and uh, they are in charge enforcing the emergency uh, in order to curb COVID-19 um, over nations. Now, in the same manner, we just now have got to also realize that this that we are doing in our countries and on earth, this uh, which we are doing in countries that uh, we rule, but we did not actually create them. We just found them there and we were born there and we just grew up there and we are going to die and we'll leave those countries there. But uh, during our time, we take those kinds of uh, very um, um, astute kind of measures in order to bring what we call sanity and uh, in order to enforce uh, what we would view as, as progress. Now, if we have got the guts uh, and the audacity to do that uh, over countries that we did not create, why don't we take under these circumstances these extraordinary circumstances? Why don't we take a moment and sit back a little bit and say, by the way, these uh, countries, uh, these people, these populations that we are so worried about, some, I mean, everybody is having to take precautions. Others are taking precautions about their personal individual selves. Others, it's at a household level. Others, it's, it's at a community level. And others, is at a, um, a city-wide or nationwide level and, and so forth. Um, and others are presiding also over some uh, regional uh, blocks or intergovernmental forums and uh, platforms and protocols. And... So men and women are anxious uh, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, de dependent with what levels of responsibility that they are holding. Now, and some are sleepless. We have been seeing people losing weight, people that are in authority, whether it's uh, commercial or uh, office bearers, or spiritual or political or social. We have been seeing people uh, even 
performing and behaving almost besides themselves. Uh, now, and I'm saying all that is good, fair, and fine because it's expected of, of leadership and people that are responsible. But my question is to say, if we are so concerned about, uh, about jurisdictions that we actually just found existing and we will die and uh, will leave these jurisdictions still existing, including the populations and when we were born and when we grew up and while we are in office such as what what we are in our various places today uh, we still week by week month after month we are always standing in awe and surprise and shock because discoveries are still being made about things that we don't know and we don't understand and we have to be briefed, including even this particular strain uh, in its original and uh, mutative form. We are all still learning. Uh, yet in, in terms of what we are still, in fact, we are still trying to learn uh, more and more about some of the species of creation that had not been known up to this time. Whether I'm talking of uh, mammals uh, or amphibians and, and so on. Uh, you know, scientists are still learning and uh, universities are still researching. We haven't finished just discovering the forms of creation that are existing. We are not yet through even with discovering the planets that exist. I remember when I was in high school, they were talking of a certain number of planets. And then some few years later, I got to be told again that they've discovered some new planets and they never apologized for having lied to me and misinformed me when I was in high school. So, uh, and they've continued up to this time to uh, once in a while they announce new discoveries. Now, all these things, uh, nature itself, that's exactly what uh, Paul is talking about here, to say, for the invisible things uh, of him, uh, even from the creation of the world, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Now, the things that are made, the creation that we see, must actually tell you, regardless of your level of office, regardless of, your, of how much power you have or you assume to have, regardless of how much authority and, and uh, resources you, uh, you assume to have. Now, th there is something that must still tell you that there is someone greater a greater being beyond yourself. So, and that must make you humble. That must cut you to size. That must cause you to, to take a step back a little bit and say, guess what? I'm not the final person here. They are, there is a being. There are, there are others that are way, way, way beyond myself. Um, and what must teach you is the, 
the things that are made, the things that are seen, that we have not yet finished counting, we have not yet finished discovering, and these things are incredible. That should then tell you that, oh my God, there are some invisible things um, of God. There is even the invisible God himself. Uh, so, this, that which is the invisible realm, the, the divine, the supernatural realm, uh, it, it's not difficult to perceive. It's not di- it should not be difficult to, to discern and to and to uh, and to discover that oh my god there is another world beyond uh just this place where i see with my eyes and i must have a relationship with that original space of of creation or that original space of the maker himself so paul is saying uh, the invisible things of God uh, from the creation of the world are clearly seen. The invisible are clearly seen. I mean, you can see that, my God. If you look at the features, the terrain of the Himalayas, the terrain of the Mount Everest, the terrain of the Mount Kenya, uh, Kilimanjaro's and Victor, the seven wonders of the world, Victoria Falls uh, in Zimbabwe on the border with Zambia. Oh my God, David Livingstone, when he saw that, he was shaken. He couldn't figure out, uh, am I still on planet Earth? But, you know, there were people already staying there, the Tonga people. So, now, there are these things that are, um, that are really seen, but they are quite dazzling to our thinking. They are, they, we can't fathom uh, the existence of these things. It, it's unfathomable. That should tell us that, my God, there is some other superior force, some superior power, some superior being, even if you look at just the mere composition of the human anatomy, physiology, uh, and biology. If you look at just that composition, it's intricate, man, Uh, from the tissues to the, you know, to the, to the bones, uh, the, all the little intricate, delicate pieces, some of them, they duplicate themselves in humanity, all of it. And some of them are uniquely unique and distinct things like fingerprints. It doesn't matter how many billions of people may inhabit this planet Earth. It doesn't matter if we might inhabit it for how many millions or billions of years, no two human beings will ever have duplicate fingerprints. Isn't that incredible? Who is the maker of that? Can that be just coincidence or just some form of 
ridiculous, you know, accidental evolution. I mean, even if you call it evolution, who made that evolution so systematic and so forensic? Um, yeah, and so structured. This whole setup of things. I'm just trying to give you the background to say the appearance of what we are seeing right now, even with this behavior. When you listen to the people, the scientists, the medical people, when they are describing the, the nature and character and, and, and appearance of the, of the coronavirus, you, you, you really say to yourself, is, is this, this small, little, nonsensical creature, is, is it really the thing that has shut down our stock exchanges all over the world, our palaces, our state houses, and has made everything to run and has turned national budgets and currencies upside down. This small little virus, it is. This virus didn't buy an air ticket. It never booked itself into any particular you know, aircraft or airline, but it traveled free of charge and went crossed the oceans and went all over the place and landed everywhere where it had to land. Now, beyond that scientific rush and hush, why don't you see that, oh my God, there must be something bigger here. There must be someone bigger who is asking, who is exerting his own state of emergency, his own decree and rule by decree over the whole world and saying, I'm going to bring everything to a stop because I want to express and I want to enforce my next agenda, which you people, you might stop it by the nature of your designs and configurations of your laws and of your cultures and of your self-manufactured civilization. And so why do... Why don't you think, why does not it dawn on you and on us as human beings to say, surely there must be someone who is, you know, who has had to do a greater, uh, you know, system, somebody who has activated his multi-systems and multi-systemic order uh, all over the whole planet, don't you come to think that there is somebody who has rolled his net over this planet and locked it down in his net so that we may stop all our funny uh, non-stop operations for a season whilst he can roll out what he wants to roll out while we are all at a standstill and then by the time when he says, I am finished, I have done what I wanted to do, that which was in my word, that which was proclaimed by my prophets in ancient times, but in, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament of the Bible, but you people with your insolence and uh, and, and, and your arrogance, you, you, you had sealed off 
God from his earth, from his planet, from his creation, and from his countries and nations, even from his churches. We had sealed him off largely. Uh, and, and we're saying, no, God no longer speaks these days. He, yeah, he, he is he's now too old. He can't speak. And, and it's now us who are speaking. Don't you don't you perceive, don't you discern like what the apostle is saying here, that the nature, behavior, and 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 the discord when nature begins to be totally beleaguered and arrogant, such that what you used to do with it, you can't do with it now. I remember the the president of the United States, uh, Donald Trump, when he was now acknowledging and accepting that this virus is beyond what American laboratories and scientists and medical systems uh, know to, to solve. He publicly went public and declared that the behavior of this one uh, cannot be handled by any of the medical protocols that are currently existing in the first and foremost superpower of this whole world, the United States of America. The president is saying this, this, this kind, this kind does not go by the methods that we know, by the methods that we understand. This must make us to stop a little bit. Who are you? as a mayor of a city or a chairman of another local authority somewhere or a headmaster of a school and you continue to be so arrogant and and and, and indignant against god and refuting and refusing to worship god this must make every knee to bow and every tongue to confess that jesus christ Yes, his words that he spoke have now come to pass. What he spoke in Matthew 24, what he spoke in Luke 21, what he spoke as it is recorded forensically by Mark in Mark chapter 13, it has come to pass and it is coming to pass. Therefore, he is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. In the invisible world, uh, there must be some power. There is there are some hosts there. This is why it's only him who knows when you will die. Because the I mean you won't live forever. You won't live forever. I, I, I mean really unless unless in your life you have believed this promise to say as. I mean, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, who was testified of by angels, by angels, visible. I mean, invisible angels become visible just in order that mankind might document an irrefutable witness. When he was born during the times of a worldwide lockdown again, which was to do with a census in the in the during the reign of Augustus Caesar, and the angels, the hosts of heaven were heard and they were seen singing to say, Oh, yeah, today in the city of David, uh, Bethlehem, you know, there has been born 
Christ the King. Now, goodwill to all mankind and peace on earth. And uh, the, yeah, now that's the Son of God attested to by the voice of God, not just in one instance at the Jordan River when the public was there. These are historical issues, man, in the, in the, in the history of Israel. And on the Mount of Transfiguration, it's documented in the Bible, it's documented in history of nations. And it came from heaven, it came from God speaking. Now, where on earth, under the sun, where do you get the, the, the guts to say, there is no God and I'll not worship him and I'll not serve him and I'll... And uh, yeah, then you start to name things, and because you have named things, then you think that they are totally yours, then you think you are the creator. It's not an offense to name anything, because in Genesis 2, uh, verse 19, God, what he had created, the cattle, the animals, he left all of those animals before Adam, and he said, you may name them. Whatsoever you name them is what they shall become. And Adam was delegated to do that. So to name a country, to name a city, to name your child, that is a God-given delegated responsibility and authority. But that must never make you high-minded. That, that must never make you fail to bow down with your knees, with your heart, in your spirit and in your mind, and to open your mouth and confess that Jehovah, the creator of heaven, the creator of the earth, the creator of the universe, you are God and you deserve all the worship because I see your works. Even if I've never seen you with my very physical eyes, but I see your works and your works compare me uh, to worship you and I just worship you. You know, sometimes in the church we need to restore genuine worship. It, after this coronavirus, let there be genuine worship, even if there is no, even if there is no worship leader, even if there is no famous musician, it, just on your own, a thousand people, ten thousand people. 30, 40, 50,000 people, be, you should just best forth into worship. When you just think of the, even just that crowd must make you worship God, man, because the things that are seen in the, in the language of Paul here, and remember, this, Paul was not a fool. This man was educated. He was a lawyer. He was a theologian. He was a warrior. He was a scientist, he was a poet, he was a linguist. He spoke many languages. One time he was a voyager. He, he, yeah, he was an explorer. He was, he was a pioneer. He was an apostle. He was a prophet of God. He was a teacher of the word of God. He was a, a, an evangelist unequaled. He was a shepherd of many churches. But this man humbles himself and he says, or the invisible things of him, his invisible presence, out of the creation of the world, it's clearly seen, it's clearly seen, being understood 
through the things that are made. His eternal power and Godhead is, is visible. It's just visible. No argument about this thing. I am wanting to remind us to say this coronavirus, don't just complain only about it and come out empty-handed. You must come out with a serious degree of worship, serious degree of relationship with the Jehovah God, the maker of heaven and earth, and faith through faith in his son, Jesus Christ, who became the express, express representation of the Father himself, even as he was testified of when he walked in the flesh on the earth here. Don't you see this irrefutable evidence? Uh, so this must, after the whole saga and episode is over, we must just then understand that God has released us now, and he has now released us. He has given us yet another chance to worship him. And guess what? I know there are some stubborn people who say, well, you were just waiting. We're going to crush this virus one day. We'll contain it and so forth. Uh, you are not the first one to argue. And the scripture already has got an answer for you because uh, it, it is clearly written in John chapter 5 uh, on verse 14 to say, you know what? Worse things than these ones can come back on you. Worse things than these ones, worse things than COVID-19 can come back to your territory, to yourself, to your to your life. And, and you'll never be able to find an opportunity to call upon him and upon his name in the name of Jesus Christ again. If you miss this chance, if your country misses this chance, I'm talking about the country that you are watching over. I'm talking about the, the, the airport that you are watching over. I'm talking about the airline that you are watching over, the hospital, the college, that university, that church organization, all those things, the business that you think now it, 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 it fits in your pocket. And because of it, yes, you think you control the world. You think you control half of the world. This is time you, if you are in your right senses, you must worship the Lord. You must turn back to the Lord and give him the honor, the glory that is due to him. There is some foolishness and, and theological error that we permitted to become part of the gospel, part of the preaching of the, in the church. And, and we, 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 we comforted ourselves and said, oh, there are going to be some people who will pursue spirituality. And those ones will be holy and they will be sanctified and they will be in the church and there will be some of them will be church leaders and church ministers and so forth. And then as for others, there will be others out there that will be making money uh, and they'll be making money and making more money. And then when they are tired of uh, spending the money, then they'll bring change 
part of the leftovers to the gospel of God now. And, and then we said also, then there are others that don't necessarily have to take seriously the matters of uh, of relationship with God because they will be ruling. They, they will call them rulers, politicians, governors, and so forth. And then we, we went to sleep. Then we said there will be others that will be so intelligent. We call them scientists, academics, and, uh, and, and professionals. And then, then we, we said, yeah, those ones, you know, they, they will be worldly. They will do what they want, leave them. And the the other polite ones, let, let them let them sing songs in the church. And oh my God, this is why now the whole world would then be brought under God's arrest, God's lockdown, God's uh, total shutdown, because He brings His net and captures, catches and captures that whole errant and wayward form of thinking that we have permitted to dominate the world for generations. My Bible tells me very clearly and very expressly to say that uh, in the book of uh, uh, Psalms chapter 2022, it makes things very, 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 very clear. Uh, Let me show you who is going to worship the Lord. Let me show you who is fit to worship God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. It is not just some some people who do not know what to do, who will worship God. God is going to be worshipped by everybody. God is going to be worshipped by everybody, rich and small. He is going to be worshipped by rich and poor, young and old. For my Bible says very clearly on chapter 22 of Psalms, it says on verse uh, 26 from there, it says, uh, the meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn unto the Lord. All the earth shall remember. You had forgotten, but the Bible says, and remember the writer of this was a king himself. He was not a small man. This was, he was more than a commander. He was commander in chief of the royal armies of Israel. He was the king over the sovereign kingdom of Israel, yet he worshipped the Lord. He had the time to write scriptures, to write songs of worship. He had the time and the guts and the tenacity and temerity to to slow down from everything and just take his, his harp, his musical instrument, and praise the Lord. He wouldn't wait for a song leader or a gospel musician. He himself would know that the maker of myself is great. I can be a survivor in so many assassination attempts, so many battles, so many 
challenges that I have survived, this can't just be a streak of luck. There must be some invisible God. And this God deserves my praise and my worship. So he writes, he writes on verse 27 and he says, all the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord and all the kindreds, all the ethnic groups of the nations shall worship before him. For the kingdom is the Lord's. The kingdom is not yours, sir. The kingdom is not yours, madam. The kingdom is not yours, clever professor. No, the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fed upon the earth shall eat and worship. There's nothing wrong with eating, but you must worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and no one can keep his own soul alive. No one can keep alive his own soul. So we have got to know that it's already written in the scriptures that we will worship him. We will worship him. So I am encouraging you today, my brother, my sister, to say there is no wisdom in continuing to be stiff-necked, in continuing to be to be stubborn, in, to be rude and arrogant. As I wind up here, the scripture reading in Romans chapter 1, let me show you, it's, it says on verse 21, because that they, when they knew God, but they glorified him not as God. They refused to glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. May your heart now begin to be cleansed. May it begin to be purified. If you, if you can commit your, your office to God, your life to God, your jurisdiction, your domain to God, and begin to say, oh, my father, you are my maker, you are my creator, and I am bringing myself and all my household to Jehovah God. I'm bringing myself and my business to God. I'm bringing myself and my wealth to God. I cast my crowns before the king of kings with no arrogance, with no indignation, with no rudeness. I do it with contrition of heart and remorsefulness, and I am deeply repentant of all my previous pride. He will be able to save you. He'll be able to forgive your sins. He'll be able to redeem your land. He'll redeem your land, and he'll heal your land, and healing will come. So the scripture makes things very plain and clear because it then concludes saying when they did not like to retain god in their knowledge god gave them over to a debased mind to a reprobate mind that's why we can't solve this coronavirus issue the day it will be solved you'll discover that oh we didn't know we were fools and we were foolish suddenly our minds will be will be liberated by the maker of the same mind. So he gave us a reprobate mind, a debased mind to do those things which are not convenient. Now, I will not want to just leave you hanging somewhere there in the sky. 
with nowhere to hold on to because you can hold on to the lord of lords the king of kings and he wants to be reconnected to you and you reconnected to him and so right now link us link up with us also i'm praying with you just now but i want to make sure that we support you wherever you are different parts of the world the word of the lord must continue to expand and increase in your life and expand your territory expand your horizons of thinking and wherever you are we must be able to uh, empower you you must be brought into a system of continual uh, expansion of your divine nature your divine relationship with god link with us now on WhatsApp platform plus two six three double seven two four three four one zero four. My name is not very very important. It's not very very important. But just in case you want to know my name, Alexander Chisango is my name. Very simple. But what is more important is what I've shared with you. Even if you don't call me. Uh, I don't begrudge you for that. Even if you don't send me a message, I don't begrudge you for that. As long as your life and your territory, your jurisdiction that you are leading over, whatever you, you were watching over, now you've got the evidence that you can't do it without the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God in your endeavors. God bless you today. Connect with us. We've got more literature. We've got more systems for supporting you and building you up into the will of God. God richly bless you today.